Good afternoon, everyone. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a look at the market for Friday, June 16th, and a look at how the week unfolded. Stocks lost a little bit of steam by the end of the week, but it was still a strong week holding the bulk of the weekly gains, but the NASDAQ and the S&P did break a six-day win streak today. It's hard to complain about much, Ed, uh, when we've been expecting a pullback to get a down day. To get a down day, and you can see that they're reluctant to go, but I want to take a look at three stocks, McKesson, Chipotle, and AMD. All right, we'll take a look at those stocks. But first, let's look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today down seven-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 down four-tenths of a percent. And the Dow off by three-tenths of a percent. The Russell 2000 today down some seven-tenths of a percent. So uh, along with the NASDAQ leading on the downside there. But I mean, we've just been getting so stretched from those moving averages, the longer term moving averages, and now the shorter term moving averages too. A lot of daylight between the NASDAQ and the 10 day line right now. Yeah, even even falling to the 10 day line would be a noticeable drop. And uh, yesterday the NASDAQ closed a little over 10% above the 50 day line, which is getting pretty extreme uh, in, in that level. It, it came down a little bit today, but yeah, it wouldn't be surprised to see that. It, it, it is impressive. I mean, the market ran right through a hawkish Fed meeting on Wednesday or didn't run through it, but held up. And then on Thursday said, yeah, the Fed was a little hawkish. We're just going to keep on rallying and uh, powered higher. So uh, I think there's a lot of reasons to be bullish long term, uh, especially with some strong market breadth. But uh, we could be in, you know, up for a pullback, especially in the tech sector. And just something to, to be noticing for the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Well, let's take a look at the S&P 500 now. Not quite as stretched as the NASDAQ, but still pretty stretched here, Ed. Yeah. 52-week high. I believe this was the best week since March for the S&P. Uh, you know, strong gains here. Uh, improving breadth, again, uh, showing that. So nice to see. Nice to see those gains. But uh, as with the NASDAQ, may need to take a bit of a rest. And let's look at blue chips. Here is the Dow. We talked about on Thursday how it was notable to see the Dow getting above the bulk of its sideways action. So getting to its highest levels, you know, passing its mid-January high, still holding above that level, even with today's decline. Yeah, I mean, you'll see this with other, some of the other indexes we're looking at. What a change from just a few weeks ago. I mean, it was breaking or testing the 200-day line. <laughs> It, now it's like, okay, is this going to be a laggard? This is the kind of laggard action we want to see, uh, you know, in, in, in a market rally. Mm -hmm. And it looks like next stop to clear on the upside would be the mid-December peak uh, at about 34,700 and change. And now let's look at small caps. Uh, it looked like in early June, we were going to really start to see the small caps ramp up. And now that they did uh, have some strong gains earlier in the month, now uh, maybe seeing a, a little bit of indecisiveness. Yeah, this one ended up with a pretty small weekly gain, as I, as I recall. Yeah, so that in a pause, but that's not the worst thing because again, yeah. if you look at it, if you can imagine it, this were a stock, well, it almost looks like it's getting a handle here. I mean, so having having more of that action, and whether it's here or, or stocks near the top of bases or further up, that's sort of what we want to see. Uh, so while it would have been fine to have the Russell keep on moving a little more, there's there's a, definitely an upside to to uh, this kind of action as well. Mm -hmm. 
Next on our list to check in on is RSP. This is the equal weighted S&P 500 ETF. We've talked in recent weeks how we've been seeing improving participation uh, starting in early June, and it looks like that's continuing, Ed. So yeah, RSP it, up 2.5% this week. Yeah, very nice action. Just showing, again, that breadth that it's like uh, and barely fell today. You know, this is this is what you'd like to see again with the Nasdaq. If the Nasdaq, this would be somewhat ideal. The Nasdaq pulling down more than some of the others. Okay, the small caps always tend to move up or down more than anything else. So that's yeah. on any given day, that's not a big deal. But if you could see RSP and the Dow and the S and P hold up better than the Nasdaq, or the Nasdaq sort of gradually comes down, uh, that would be ideal. We don't know how that's going to continue, but you know, today's action was was overall pretty darn healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so speaking of non-tech stocks, here's a look at XLI. I'm going to go on over to the weekly chart. So a gain of almost 3% for the industrial sector this week, clearing this large consolidation. Yeah, really nice. Uh, a number of them have run up straight from the bottom. So it wouldn't be uh, bad if we could just pause here. If you know, you'd be a lot of stocks right near their buy points, let things catch up. We saw that with a few texts, like I can think of some software names that sort of surged up and then paused around buy points. You know, that would be nice if we could see that with some of the industrials. But again, there's a whole batch of stocks that we weren't talking about a couple of weeks ago that really should be on people's radar now. Mm -hmm. XHB, Home Builders, also looking pretty strong it, that uh six two that was uh that was a nice day there that uh it seemed like we really started seeing things working uh outside of tech up 2.3 percent this week so now up three weeks up in a row uh and we got earnings from lennar this week seemed like there was a positive uh reaction to that report but uh i guess would it make sense now to see a little bit of a break here um, probably a little bit of a break here. And there's also some other parts of the housing sector, like some of the building materials or housing retailers that this, some of them yeah. are some of them are set that are that are in this ETF that are setting up or acting well. So this is definitely another area of strength. Mm-hmm. And chips and software, how did they fare this week? Looks like pretty good. SMH up four and a half percent, clearing a three weeks tight ed. Yeah, so chips had one down day somewhere in here, but uh, maybe two. I'm not sure, but it's like, boy, that was a powerful move again. Yeah, two down days, but really just shaving just a little tiny piece of, of that off. Uh, just this has really been an area of strength, obviously, when you have NVIDIA there, but there's plenty of other stocks showing some strength. And yeah, this was a little bit of an opportunity you know, right there, probably where to, to get in. Uh, probably not a great time to be getting into it now, but boy, this is this has really been been doing great. It sure has. An IGV worth checking back in on. Also had a nice win streak up until today, down at seven tenths of a percent, but still for the week up five point one percent. So again, hard to <laughs> complain too much. Yeah, when you can't, when when a when a stock when when a stock or an ETF looks like it's going vertical, you really can't call it a pullback yet. Uh, so vertical going vertical up, and so. Yeah, this looks really, really strong. And, you know, SMH, IGV, a lot of them are extended from their 50-day lines. And it's hard to find many stocks that are actionable because they're just so so extended, but definitely ones you want to watch. 
Yeah. So uh, with all that being said at all of these charts that we've looked at, and we'll take a look at uh, a couple more to those uh, individual names of interest, but does it, does it seem like with how stretched we've gotten, whether it's days up in a row for certain stocks or sectors or the broad market or weeks up in a row, is it just profit taking here at this time? And uh, if so, should traders be doing that? And how much, if any? Yeah, I mean, it really it really depends on your investing style, how much of your holdings. I mean, if you have 70% of your holdings in, say, one stock that's been going up a lot, well, maybe you want to take some off the table. If, you just have, <laughs> if you're not really invested, that's a different strategy. If you like being nimble, going in and out of like making small buys and adding and subtracting. So it really does depend. But you do want uh, an, an exit strategy. Do you, do, you, do you sell some as it goes through the 10-day line or as it goes through the 21-day line? Uh, you know, do you, uh, or do you sell on the way up? I mean, it's it, selling winners is there's no right answer, you know, kind of thing. But when you combine the fact with the market being sort of maybe ready for a pullback, that gives you an extra reason to say, maybe I take some off the table. I mean, it could be that you'll be a chance to say, like, if IGV came down to the 21 day line or SMH or these individual names, you know, if you sold some now, maybe you'd have a chance to buy that back later or to buy something else mm -hmm. that's that you like even more. Uh, a chance to really concentrate into some of your um, big winners or the ones that you really think have a chance to go. Yeah. And uh, something else that uh, members of the team have pointed out before, Ed, I'm sure including you, is if you are enjoying some nice games and you're starting to get stretched from those moving averages, at some point, we, we don't know exactly when, we will get a pullback to at least the 10 day to the 21 day or even the, the 10 week line eventually. But at each of those stops on the way down, you have to ask yourself, how comfortable are you seeing that level of a drawdown? And uh, if, if you're uncomfortable seeing a decline of, uh, you know, 3%, 6%, uh, or if you can stomach it, then, you know, that is going to impact your, your trading style. How, uh, much do you really want to capture that profit and lock it in and not want to give it back? Or on the other side, are you trying to hold for a bigger move? And if so, you're going to have to sit through those pullbacks and those digestions. Yeah, and I agree with all that. And then one other thing is that it's one thing to say, oh, I'll let this stock fall to the 21-day line. But what if you, all your stocks yeah. fall back to the 21-day line? You know, And if you're fully invested, you're which you may it. or may not be, you know, then, yeah, then, you're, then you feel it. Yeah. So well said. And now let's take a look at MCK. This is McKesson with a breakout above 400 and a long base. Yeah, so it sort of has a handle here. It didn't really provide much of a savings on the buy point, but nice action here. Uh, the volume wasn't great, but it was better than it's, you know, we've seen more the blue bars are a little higher than other things. So in the last few months, even, even the below average one. So uh, you know, nice action here. This is this is uh, you know this this is not going to be this is defensive growth. If the market's going to go through a pullback, this might do well. Uh, you know, this had a long consolidation, but it had a pretty good run before that, so it could definitely. Yeah, could I'll definitely... go out to the weekly chart so people can see. Yeah, it was yeah. really impressive. So this stock has a history of making uh, some big sustained moves where it can just ride that ten week. Yeah, so this could be something, and you think if there is a pullback, this might hold up better than say something that's an AI stock. If you have an AI-led pullback, you know stocks that have doubled in the past six, you know six weeks or so, 
this is this may be resistant a little bit to it, but let's face it, if the whole market pulls back, you just have to keep that in mind. Uh, a lot of names, it may be fairly broad-based, just harder hit on the tech side. It does feel like we've been talking about more setups in the medical sector. So just further evidence that we're seeing that broadening of uh, leadership or at the very least improvement in the chart set. Yeah, and a lot of different fields like this is drug distributors. There's you know some other drug makers, some biotechs. A lot of medical products had really strong weeks this week. All right, let's look at Chipotle. This is ticker CMG. It's been trading very tightly right above that 2000 level. And now it's put in enough weeks, Ed, to where it is almost touching that 10-week line. So if we get a bounce off of that level, could that be an actionable opportunity? Yeah, technically now it has a four weeks tight. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, you could wait for that little move up there. Another week, it would be a flat base. But yeah, it comes down to the 10 week line. That would pretty much be ideal. And then bounce from that uh, either straight away or, or maybe if it got out above, say, this week's highs where you could sort of clearly get above a lot of that resistance and or a down, you know, that way or a downtrend and you'd mm -hmm. be getting above those levels. So, yeah, but getting a bounce off of that next week, the 10 week line is probably going to be getting even higher, probably get up, getting up to the, you know, the 2000 level on the 10 week. So uh, this has been holding up so tight. Uh, that's, that's, it looks like a buyout. I know. It looks like a stock that's being acquired by somebody, but it's not. So, uh, this one has really strong growth. This is not boring growth. The numbers that they're, that they're showing here. So, uh, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely one to be paying attention to, or especially right now, if you're, if, if you might think that techs are going to take at least a momentary, uh, rest. Right. And we got the strong move on earnings to clear, a big consolidation a number of weeks ago, and it's a lot of volume behind that. And that's the other thing about this recent tightness is it's also happened in super quiet volume. So if we get a scenario where we get a, a strong bounce with some volume behind it, it uh, doesn't mean it's a guaranteed to work, but I would be uh, fairly compelling, I would say. I think you're right. <laughs> All right. Next on our list and last is AMD. It's downside reversal this week. Uh, saw shares sink some 3.9% in above average volume. And it does look like that volume this week may have been higher, uh, you know, the highest volume this year, and it's to the downside. So is this uh, the beginning of some pretty notable divergence between NVIDIA and AMD this year. I mean, we know NVIDIA has been the stronger stock. And historically, it seems like they sort of jockey for leadership, at least on the on the stock side. One will outperform for a little while, then the other one will. But it seems like there's potentially a divergence happening here this week. Yeah, it could be. And AMD released some chips this week, and the reaction wasn't great, at least ultimately. And if on a daily chart, this came out and was surging higher uh, and then reversed lower. So this is one of the first ones that is really seems to be pulling back. It's sort of moving toward its 21-day line, of course, and getting towards the low of this mini consolidation. I mean, obviously that's, you know, uh, so we could get down to those areas. So is this one you would want to take advantage of? Uh, but it also depends on how the market is acting. Do you really want to be buying this when the market is just starting to pull back, okay. when if you think, well, is this really the one I want or should I wait for 
you know, something like NVIDIA, which is very stubborn, doesn't want to doesn't want to come down yet. So I think there's names that are going to be coming down. You want to be watching them. Uh, and maybe this will turn around and start showing strength again. Uh, but look at some of these leaders that are coming back. Uh, maybe the first ones that are pulling back are the ones you want to say, no, maybe I, I don't want these. Maybe I'll I'll cash these in. I mean, you could have, you know, so uh, and wait for what you see, the more resilient names. But uh, this is what we're going to be seeing now. And again, this is what you're going to stomach. You know, look, you probably felt pretty good if you were at 130 or so on on Wednesday or Tuesday. Right. And now it's come down, you know, like, say, 8% you know, in just a matter of days or, or 10% from the high probably. And how much more that, you know, before you say, I wouldn't want that. So it's, there's a lot to go on, but this is definitely one to be watching. Uh, it, it, it may, it's, but it's, it's not the time to be uh, probably taking action on, on, on taking a new position for sure. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. All right. Well, as we wrap, let's take a step back and look at the big picture. Another thing I, I don't know if we talked a whole lot about, but was uh, the macro side of the equation that we got a big update on this week from the Fed, which paused rate hikes, but signaled two more coming this year. So a hawkish tone, uh, but the market was uh, pretty resilient, it seemed, Ed, in the face of that news. So uh, what do you think is ahead for next week? And uh, yeah, also your thoughts on the reaction that we saw to the big Fed news this week. Yeah, there are a couple of pieces of news was the Fed meeting in China, some stuff going on in the Fed meeting. Part right. of the reason I think the market reacted so well to it is because, honestly, they don't believe the Fed. If you look <laughs> at what's priced in, they're, they're a little bit more likely. They, you know, they nudged up the odds for a one rate hike, it's, but it's not a lock. And there's really not any odds of a second. I mean, there's very little chance. I mean, the Fed may very well go ahead and raise it to, but the market isn't acting like that right now. And on the other side is that China... You know, there was a, a couple of rate cuts by China's central bank and maybe the hopes for some more uh, fiscal stimulus. And so we saw commodities come up. And I think that uh, buoyed, uh, buoyed markets as well. So that, those are positives. There's honestly not a whole lot of news. There's not that many earnings reports next week. There's not that much on the econ. There's always something that can happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it does seem relatively quiet on the scheduled news front. And uh, it, so the markets will have a clean thing is if the markets want to pull back, if the markets want to hold steady, that's, you know, there, there's not going to be a lot of outside news necessarily to enter, to, uh, to be messing with that. That makes sense. And so the battle plan for the week ahead, as we've been saying, it's not the best time to be adding new exposure, especially in tech, because the NASDAQ is the index that looks the most stretch. So if traders are itching to make new buys, perhaps Ed, look to those other areas where we're seeing fresh setups uh, in the non-tech areas. You know, that's one thing you can do. There's a lot of stocks that are setting up, or you can simply say, I'm going to hold my powder, you know, or, or yeah. you know, and wait for some of these tech leaders to come back down. Those are both good options. You can do both. Uh, and, you know, you could also be considering taking some partial profits with an eye towards, you know, raising some cash so you're ready to go when there is a pullback. Uh, but I think it's just like being short-term cautious but long-term bullish makes a lot of sense. Just sort of not be thinking about adding too much exposure, uh, mm -hmm. but, but really spending a lot of time studying, well, what are the stocks that I really would like to target, uh, maybe even in the short run or, or a few weeks from now, 
And that's, you know, and setting yourself up maybe for what hopefully is the next leg of, of the bull run. Yeah. And personally, when we've been in a power trend in the past in a strong market, it's been nice to have those opportunities to buy on those, uh, those pullbacks and bounces because you have a, a clear line in the sand uh, that you know you're wrong or maybe your your timing was off but just a, a lower risk entry if you get if you get pullbacks along a run uh, I find that I have an easier time staying in uh, if I'm not underwater so those early entries can uh, be helpful in that way or those pullbacks for those add-on, entries as well. So yeah, I totally agree. I think keeping a, a bit of powder dry right now makes a lot of sense. So we'll see what we get. I know I didn't really ask you a question there, Ed. Any, no, no, any I thoughts have any uh, from, I thought that was great. perspective I thought that was great. on, uh, on yeah, how I thought that was, I thought that was, that, that was great. I mean, obviously we're going to, it'll be a short week, but they could probably still, yeah. but the market could still have a lot of fireworks and it's, uh, you know, just try to keep a level head with all, with all of this. Yes wise words to end on. We'll leave it there. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Hope you have a great three-day weekend. Monday is a stock market holiday. Uh, so as I mentioned, it'll be a shorter week next week. So we'll see you back here on Tuesday, starting with IB Live in the morning, investors.com slash IB Live for the details on that. We'll see you there. Have a nice long weekend and happy Father's Day. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.